Welcome to the Andy Noise Experience Podcast, Endurance Noise and Random Musings. It is Monday, October 19, 2020, about 3.30 here in the afternoon. You can hear the gardeners in the background, and it's a little bit of endurance noise. Um, now, of course, the big news right now, you know, is that the big race is still going on, the big backyard ultra, worldwide, 20 countries. Many of the teams are down to a couple athletes. Um, in fact, there's a really good little spreadsheet here. And, of course, the United States has Courtney, DeWalter, and Harvey, and they both are still out there going strong. Up in, in another uh, 20 minutes, they'll be checking in. They got two people. Belgium has two people. Mexico actually has three. Uh, a couple, t- three Taramar Indian guys are still going strong, and so they can continue even if one of them does drop because the whole thing is the race ends when your last person standing. So... As long as Courtney and Harvey keep going, but then if one of them stops, then you can only do one more lap, and they're at 57 yards, and the Belgians are at 56, and the other people are at 56, so it should be pretty interesting to see what's going on with there. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, Courtney, of course, is from Golden, Colorado. She's 35 years old. Harvey is 44, Cincinnati, Ohio. He recently, as I've talked about here on the podcast, did the uh, Badwater 146, that's Death Valley to the top of Whitney, and he broke Marshall Ulrich's record uh, earlier this year in the summertime. So it should be good to see how long he can go. Their last loops, they're on the uh, trail loop right now because it's probably daylight or just getting to be dark there. If it's 3.30 here, it's 6.30 there. Uh, their last lap was 51.48 for Courtney and 55.10 for Harvey. So Harvey's a little bit slower. What will be interesting is, will they get to the magical 300 miles, 72 hours? But that means that both of them need to go. Uh, Jacob Wooster, another Ohio guy, he got to um, 49 laps. So they've been out there on their own all day, nine laps there. Sarah Mo- Moore got to 48 laps. And Gabe Rainwater, another Ohio guy, got to 48. And Maggie, who won last year, dropped out at 39 laps seemed to be she had some injury issues going on for quite some time um then some more news on andy noise twitter i retweet these things and you can follow it on there um <clears throat> 52 years ago wow which was means i was born in 63 this happened 64 madeline manning mims became the first black woman to win an olympic 800 title her winning time of 200.9 was an american olympic record to this day she remains the only american woman to ever earn a gold medal in the event, the 800, and they had her on um, Let's Run. You should go find the art interview, and she's a pretty amazing lady, um, very thoughtful, a lot of, lot of great things coming out of that podcast. I really enjoyed watching that and listening to it, too. Here's the there, uh, Keith. It was There's been quite a lot of coverage showing um, the Backyard Ultra on Twitter, of course. Um, Rich Gonzalez, Prep Cal Track. Last night there was a, yet another um, one of the uh, – Great Oak, Newberry Park videos that they've been putting out every Sunday. Um, it, uh, he, congratulations to Century High School coach Christian Murray, who today clocked 4.59 for the full mile on his 53rd birthday. He has run sub five minutes in each of the last 39 years. In case you're wondering, his PR is 3.55, sub four at the 1995 pre Tane. Way to go, Kush. Pretty impressive. I broke five back when I was... Uh, my first year of running, I started. I walked off the baseball diamond my sophomore year, and a couple weeks later, broke five for the first time. But I haven't been under five. Shoot, I don't think I could even break ten anymore. But uh, I did see one thing they were talking about. Uh, Jeff Galloway, 
and how he's going for um, running a marathon in every decade. And he'll be up to like six or seven decades. And I'm going to be, uh, when I get to 60, I've done the decades. I did the my teens. So teen, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. So I'm at five. And next, when I turn 60, it'll be six decades of running a marathon. So hopefully that will be the case that I will be able to do get to there. Um, I guess uh, <clears throat> Dr. Fauci was on... Uh, 60 minutes and he's 79 and he was an avid runner for quite some time now he's 79 years old and power walks every day fortunately he has to have a security detail because he's getting death threats <clears throat> um chris harnish a phd says a recovery session does not remove fatigue rather it is about not adding fatigue like a diet soda which does not remove calories which does not remove calories allows you to consume a sweet beverage without the added ca calories recovery sessions can still move you forward and I'm definitely doing those recovery. Um, you know, we had the, my first race since February, basically. The run with the Burroughs felt pretty good uh, yesterday on my uh, run walk. But uh, today, feeling beat up, that old uh, delayed onset uh, muscle soreness was definitely hitting me this morning. And you can definitely see with my Fitbit, the heart rate's pretty high up there. Jen Shelton, who I believe is going to be having a baby soon. She was in the Born to Run book. And... Just a, a really fun person. I remember going to um, Havilene 100 Mile with my friend Tracy B, um, crewing her and then pacing a bunch of other people. Scott Newton, who still sold a soul, Garrett Mann, and a number of other people. And Jen was there, and she was just so fun. She ended up only running the first two laps. She did 30 miles and then dropped out and decided she was done for the day. And I remember uh, her and Trace became good buddies. And I remember Trace running in after, like, lap one going, Jen taught me how to pee standing up. <laughs> and she said it in front of hundreds of people, so it was pretty hilarious. Jen Shellen here says, Dear sports journalists, journalists, particularly those covering marathons and beyond, I've run a lot of miles. I've run a lot of races in nearly every condition. Never once in any context would the word grueling describe any sensation I ever felt. Just a thought, Jen. And that's kind of true. I see all the time, and it's like kind of a pet peeve of mine, just how they just describe what we're doing is so difficult and grueling and painful and this and that. And even people who write about it, like the other day, I'm sure I got this one person upset. He was writing about, you know, his, you know, hey, read my blog about my grueling, difficult, you know, blah, 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 you know. Uh, race and whatever and I was like oh I mean sometimes it gets hard but that's why we do these things and it just seems like such a the wrong way to go about it but you know there's different philosophies I guess uh Michelle Michelle Gragula who just won Mob 2 Moab 240 I guess kind of gotten a dust up with Dave Goggins and Dave Goggins definitely is on the you know not my spectrum you know I'm more you know be boring not epic and you know he's always yelling and screaming and saying you know you know, you know, ride or die, that kind of thing. And he's just super aggro about it all. And I guess what happened was um, Goggins had a pacer on the first night when they're at 75 miles. And so him and Gregelia were kind of staying together for safety and not to get lost and stuff because, you know, it's pretty difficult. But I guess <clears throat> in the middle of it, Goggins is like, hey, man, quit, you know, run your own race, quit following me and, you know, go off and do it. You know, in Goggins' world, you know, that – that, you know, bad acidery yelling and screaming and telling people, you know, the F off and stuff. That's just how he, that's what he's into. And he's got a huge amount of fans. But Gregalio is kind of coming from a totally different perspective. And he got pretty upset about it. And I, rightly so. I mean, I've had those kind of issues and confrontations with people and races. And it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of crazy. So, 
Anyways, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of the way people write it. Um, dumb flow track. I love following these guys. It's He says, it's impossible to frown when you're at a cross-country meet. Uh, that quote, Walt Disney. <laughs> uh, I wish we had some cross-country meets. I would love to be going to some. I usually, even though I, I coached in Bakersfield from 2006 to 2009 at Bakersfield High, and then I just kept going to meets and got lots of videos of them. And I, of course, went to the state meet a couple years ago to watch Ridgeview High School win uh, Bakersfield's first ever state title um, with the Division Three title that they won. So um, Sally Bergenson says, I've learned this lesson in a bunch of different contexts, from love to sports to business. Save yourself some time and take mixed singles, signals as a no. Very, very true. Pretty much do that all the time with my business kind of ventures. And for most part, everything. Yeah, it's like, you know, you're not hearing from somebody, move on. <clears throat> and then, of course, uh, the, uh, we had the uh, track. The uh, sorry, we had a cross country meet, the uh, Oklahoma State Invitational, and you know, NYU takes the win with OK right behind them. Um, and then, um, do, 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 let's see. Oh, it was interesting in the uh, half marathon world championships we had the other day. Highly recommend find them on YouTube. Don't pay for NBC. NBC screws shit up anyways, but I watched it on YouTube. wasn't the greatest copy of it, but um, here this guy says that Sweden's Emil ML, the youngest athlete racing in the race, set a record for the under-21, European under-21, 20, of 102.53, and his teammate, who was the oldest in the race, clocked a 104.02. So, and he set the record for the over 40 of 102.34, so... Congratulations to both of them. It's kind of interesting having the youngest and the oldest. Um, speaking of that race, of course, um, uh, <clears throat> Chet Guy was class act in his defeat. He ended up getting fourth, and he said, I couldn't give more than I have than that. I've been training for more for the 5K and the 10K. I've discovered still, I still have some fatigue in my legs, but I'm very happy running sub-60 is very special. And, yes, it definitely it is, and congratulations to him. He's had a great year. I mean, my gosh, you know, he set – the 5K world record on the roads, the 5K world record on the track, the 10K world record on the track. So it's not like, you know, he was pretty doing pretty good. So, you know, we can give him a little slack. I think uh, his first ever half marathon, I'm sure he had to figure stuff out. Uh, speaking of that world half marathon championship, the course was pretty funky. It was a rectangle, but it had a bunch of turns, U-turn, women's race. One woman fell down on a turn. Other women fell down. So it wasn't the fastest turn. I guess it kind of undulated a little bit, and it had this funky finish. <laughs> I remember it was funny. I was listening to these, the English announcers, and they're talking about, yeah, and it finishes on the beach. And I think they actually thought that they were going to have to run on the beach, which I just like, why in the world would you have a major race like that and finish on the, on the sand? And, of course, that wasn't the case. Um, they put boards and stuff so that you could run uh, like a boardwalk on the beach to finish up the last 100, 200 yards. But what was really cool is Jonathan Galt reports from Let's Run, women's results at the half marathon championships were ridiculous. Six women under 66 and nine under 67, both all-time records. 65 of the 101 finishers ran personal best. That's pretty amazing. And I keep saying, you know, it's always my thing. Everyone races way too much. And, of course, if you're a pro athlete, you've got to race to help pay the bills. And they do not and they do a pretty good job of training, but you still race too much or do things that might not be conducive. So people definitely ran good. And, of course, uh, as Galt here says, it was 46 degrees and overcast, which is really good weather. Um, 
then we had someone pushing the pace and of course the latest shoe technology which we can never get over talking about but <clears throat> it was pretty impressive race i'd highly recommend watching both of them they're completely different races but there was a lot of fun it's amazing that the kid who won i call him kid uh Klepmino, jacob clamo and i'm pretty sure he's the one who uh beat the um great norway kid ingerson yeah that 3000 they did i remember doing a report on that he you know wins the half marathon championship in 58 48 and he's gonna only be 20 next month just amazing how there's so many of these young people running so fast and forever i remember growing up you know i've been in the sports since 79 used to be this idea that you had to be in your late 20s is when you became a good distance runner you know that you would start crushing you know the world records of the 5k 10k marathon and stuff like that and i think what happened it's kind of like uh i think the internet's really helped i know they've talked about that in high school how we've had so many more uh sub four boys it's just that you know now training's not a mystery you could be somewhere and learn what the proper way to train is and i think that helps a lot i mean when i started running you know i could scour our libraries and try and find a book here or there buy a magazine here or there but if you want to become a, you know a distance runner you can just google and you know follow the right people um i would say dave goggins is not the right people to follow and uh you can become a really good runner and like this one kid it was a European guy. You know, he moved to Kenya and started training with the guys. So that was pretty impressive, too. Um, and then, of course, the men. There were 10 men under 60 at the World Half. Just the second time in history that has happened. First was in 2019 at this other half marathon. So pretty exciting news for that race. Um, you know, you had a world record with the women for the women's only record. And I think, really, they should just have that. You know, the women's, you know, when you have the mixed races, yeah, it's easier to just kind of jump into the, the back like a bicycle race, and it can get definitely going pretty fast. So that was the news for today. Um, hopefully, I'd really be cool to see how far Courtney and Harvey can go. Um, I think once they make it through, like I said, I think they're going to be getting onto the daylight. They're on the trail loop for 11 hours, and then they do the road loop for 13 hours. I'll tell you, when I was watching that documentary a couple weeks ago on uh, YouTube, that trail loop looks a lot harder than I actually thought. I never really bothered to check it out. Single track, lots of trees, lots of rocks, lots of roots. It definitely be slow. The road sure is hard on you. And when, of course, we know Courtney's in pretty good shape. She was training to do the um, FKT on the Colorado Trail, but then had some altitude issues. So if she recovered from that, she should be able to go. But she needs Harvey to keep going too because you got to have two people in it to do as many laps as possible so it should be exciting definitely we'll come back and talk about that in the future so as always stay healthy be boring not epic <laughs>